0: They come up here because they don't think they're going to run into storms like that those are the words of kathy campbell she owns the fishing lodge next door to fisherman's cove in ear falls ontario hi i'm chris may writer producer and host of this day in weather history now in its second year from the weather network in canada on july 9 2009 just after 8 pm A cell spawned an F2 tornado, striking Fisherman's Cove Resort on Lac Seul, a small lake near the remote fishing town of Ear Falls, Ontario. It was the deadliest tornado to hit the province since 1985. On this day in weather history, many Americans are drawn to the Fisherman's Cove Resort in Lac Seul, in northwestern Ontario, by the usually good weather and by there being no real history of tornadic outbreaks during the tornado season that is currently underway in the United States. But on July 9th of 2009, the skies overlapped soul turned a morbid shade of black shortly before 8.30 on that fateful Thursday night. Even longtime residents of the remote area 200 kilometers northeast of Kenora, Ontario, went and grabbed their cameras to capture the eerie wall cloud chasing in from the west. Northwest Ontario does have its crazy weather, but this was not normal. From here, it got straight up terrifying. Brian Densler, co-owner of Fisherman's Cove Lodge, was watching television when he noticed the weather outside was deteriorating fast and on a scale he'd never known before. He turned to look out his window to see what was happening. It took only 30 seconds before he heard the noise that everyone described as a freight train, a jet engine, and a waterfall. All classic descriptions of a tornado that is right on top of you. And this one was. Powerful winds lifted a cabin off its footings, threw it clear into the air, and then tossed it into the lake. I was in the house in a picture window looking out, and a split second after the trees bent over, the tornado appeared. The first thing I noticed was one of our larger buildings slowly levitating, almost in slow motion. But then, in an instant, it was just gone. And then uh, there were three large trees right in front of the house. They uh, blew one way, then the other, and the next moment, they were just gone. Three American tourists were believed to have been inside at the time. More on that coming up. Mr. Densler said he was watching as the swirling funnel uprooted mature poplar trees that had been lining the fish camp. There was a direct patch that led toward the cabins where three men from Oklahoma were staying. He said, it was so quick. And those cottages were airborne. It was like watching the Wizard of Oz. The scene was devastating. Well, we see the funnel, it's turning around. And actually we have, we had the second tornado just swirling around the main one. And we clearly see that it's, it's wide, basically. We have, see right there to the left, we have this second tornado and then it dissipated, but we still had the main one doing some damage just west of where the cabins were hit last night, right around 8.30. Uh, the thing is though, it was over water, so probably the tornado was sucking in a lot of moisture, a lot of water, that's why it was looking large, but definitely this looked like a powerful tornado. Two-by-fours and splinters of lumber from the cabins littered the ground. Several of those two-by-four beams of wood actually speared right through roofs of homes and cottages. A trail of crumpled trees 30 meters wide marked the tornado's path through the camp and for several kilometers across the islands and the peninsula tips of Seoul. The path through the camp. It led to where the three Americans were staying. Mr. Densler, identifying this, jumped immediately into his boat, searching for anybody who may have been swept out. But the mass of splintered debris made it difficult for him and the police divers to see anything on the water. But reality set in, when 78-year-old Stanley Hollis and 65-year-old Bernie Jackson were located in the water several meters offshore. Boats and divers from the Ontario Provincial Police Marine Unit searched the lake for the third man, along with a helicopter from the Ministry of Natural Resources. The third man, 66-year-old Dennis Kincaid's body, was recovered three days later. Mr. Kincaid's wife, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, told their hometown paper in a phone interview, and I quote, Here we are in Tornado Alley, and you go to Canada and have this freakish thing happen, end quote. A third cabin shifted several meters, but the five people inside sustained only minor injuries, while the remaining 10 or so cabins appeared relatively untouched. Environment Canada surveyed the scene and classified the tornado as an F2, with wind speeds between 180 and 240 kilometers per hour. And it happened that fast on July 9th, 2009, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is July 10th. And this one is for my golf fans out there. Do I have any golf fans out there? July 10th, 1986 was the first day of the US Women's Open in Dayton, Ohio. It would go down in the history books as one of the craziest golf tournaments to ever take place anywhere. Wait till you find out why, what happened, and how they handled it. It's all tomorrow, July 10th, on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.